Hey everyone, I'm EJ Carrion. And I'm Jimmy Sweeney. We are Fort Worth guys who love our city. Welcome to 817 Podcast, where we explain the biggest headlines of the week and bring our own unique analysis on local trends from politics, business, and culture. Jimmy, what to do? What's up, man? How's it going? Hey, man, we're finally doing this. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we- up here in your office, masks on, killing the game. Best life living. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe, I mean, how long have we been talking about doing this? Yeah, I mean, it's been a few months, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember when you posted that Instagram story and said, who wants to do a podcast? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, yeah, yeah, I, for, I forgot. We did a, like a, I was like, man, we should do a podcast. And then you, you said, I'm all in. Yeah. And it was, and, and, I, and we had no idea what we we're going to actually do a podcast about. You said like everything. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about whatever we want. I think I was just trying to <laughs> troll you a little bit. <laughs> uh, uh, well, hey, man. Uh, well, welcome everybody listening to uh, the first episode. Uh, if you're listening to this, you care about Fort Worth, Tarrant County. We're really excited for this opportunity. Really, I want to dive into like, one, why do, you know, why are we doing this? Uh, and kind of like, why do we care about Fort Worth? And really, honestly, uh, I think most, most of you, I don't know if you, Jimmy, you call yourself an optimist. I think I'm a super optimist. And so I feel like there's a lot of optimism and excitement for me uh, being a Fort Worthian. Uh, and, and we both get excited, just tossing news back and forth. And this was just like a natural play for us. So um, really, man, I would just love to like get your scope and kind of tell people why we felt like it was important to talk about Fort Worth news and trends and uh, why we got passionate to do so. Yeah, definitely. I think that Fort Worth is in this really cool place where it's trying to make this transition from uh, what it has been this like historical Western town to more of a modern city. Uh, And I feel like at the crux of that is this really young, vibrant community that is trying to take over the city, but maybe doesn't have all of the uh, stakeholder gatekeeper powers that they need to do that. And so I'm really excited to just sort of put out there a lot of the cool things that are happening in the city and uh, talk about where we think the city can improve to uh, keep pushing that mission forward. Yeah, totally. And uh, I mean, that's like kind of well said. I feel like you have stockyards, Cowtown swag, you know, versus the whole Southside Panther City, you know, Mm -hmm. two polarizing, you know, styles of Fort Worth. I think that's what makes the funk so special. And I think it's important to uh, uh, the things we'll be discussing. Um, I think it'd also be dope before we kind of really j- dive in. Um, you guys are probably wondering, like, who are these people and why are we like, qual- I don't think we're qualified to talk about the news, <laughs> but we do it. Uh, but I think it'd be cool to talk about it, uh, introducing ourselves. So, um, Jimmy, I don't know how you want that. How do you want to spend that? Maybe even just dive in and talk about your Fort Worth story and then like where you are today. Yeah, so I've been in Fort Worth for about nine years now, moved here in 2011 to go to TCU, Uh, grew up in Sarasota, Florida, which is like the South Central Gulf Coast. Uh, It's called South Florida, but it's halfway between the Southern Point and the Northern Point. So I don't know where that leaves us, Uh, but been in Fort Worth for about nine years now. After I graduated, I went and worked for Amazon up by Texas Motor Speedway for a few years and uh then 2018 quit that job to open up the granberry theater uh so we're just a a single screen art house theater trying to bring a lot of movies that have missed their run in fort worth for the past few decades uh we're coming up on a year of being open which 
sort of counts, I guess. It's <laughs> <laughs> like six months plus question marks. Uh, but yeah, it's been really fun to get to dive into the entrepreneurial community here, uh, just see how supportive it is and uh, get to provide a safe communal space for people to come watch some cool movies. What was your major, by the way? You know, Supply chain management. Gotcha. Uh, very related to movie theaters. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, hey, you never know, you know, you know, you might. Yeah. I mean, everything's a, everything's about efficiency. And yeah. Yeah. Dope, man. Well, um, guys, my name is EJ Carrion and I, you know, actually, I feel like I've lived here for since 2017. So that's like three years. But I also had a stint between 20, 2012 and 2014. So uh, on and off, you know, and, and, and I think what's cool about um, I don't know if you would feel like you're a true Fort Worthian, Jimmy. I don't know how you compare yourself. It feels like home now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't I don't necessarily call me like a true Fort Worthian. I feel like I'm still earning my stripes, I guess, uh, in the sense of, you know, my story is I run my own um, startup called Student Success Agency. We've been doing it since 2012. Uh, it's in education. We basically provide advising, tutoring, anywhere, anytime to kids. We have a, you know, 10 person uh, staff. Uh, and, um, we're in a 250 plus schools and really, um, that's been our jam. But for me, I work from home. I've been working from home and since 2012 and, um, you know, my wife's in the, uh, medical field. So we really could get a job anywhere. And so, um, you know, me and my wife are from small town, Texas and, uh, which, uh, Burke Burnett, Texas, if anybody knows where that is. And, um, we were deciding, we knew we wanted to stay in Texas. And we basically, when she graduated medical school, uh, uh, dental school, we uh, basically said, we know what the top five cities are in Texas, and we're going to choose one of those five. You give me your order, I give you my order. And um, that order for, you know, I'd, I'd be interested to see your take on who, whose order you like better. Uh, mine was San Antonio. He already's going to not like mine. Uh, <laughs> Fort Worth, uh, Dallas, Austin, Houston. Interesting. I Houston being last, I think, is a unanimous decision. <laughs> Sorry to any Houston natives. <laughs> well, check this out. You're definitely not going to like Monica's. Hers was Houston, <laughs> Fort Worth, Dallas, Austin, San Antonio. Hey, I'm a Spurs fan, so I'm on your side. Yeah, yeah, right? So uh, what's cool is Fort Worth was both our second pick, and uh, so we moved to Fort Worth, and so we've been here sense. And we're really like believe in the city. You know, you know, we always talk the entrepreneurial side and we'll have plenty of episodes to talk about that. Um, and you know, I think we will have plenty of shows just talking about how excited we both are about like the future of Fort Worth and where do we see the potential of it going? A lot of my favorite, you know, elevator pitches when I, when I talk to people, why do you live in Fort Worth? You know, you can live anywhere. Why do you live in Fort Worth? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I believe people should be looking for cities um, like you look for new, new musicians and rappers, like you're always looking for the next big thing. But mm -hmm. when it comes to living in cities, we, we sell, like, it's like selling out the corporation. So I got to live in SF. I got to live in Brooklyn. I got to live in LA. And I just believe are like true entrepreneurs and creatives, um, get more inspiration and get more creativity and, and leadership opportunity. If they, they kind of grow with the, a city. So, I mean, like Fort Worth to me is like, I think like, one of those cities. Yeah. And I, I think what you said is interesting. Uh, for me working at Amazon, I could have moved anywhere in the world to go work at a building. I had a, a friend I worked with that went to Manchester to open up a building and, uh, 
Brooke and I talked about that. Uh, San Francisco, wow. all over the place, had uh, buildings asking me to come work there. But uh, I really distinctly remember driving east on 30 under where it meets 35 in the car and just saying, like, I don't know. I feel like we have a role to play in this city uh, wow. and we're going to stay here. And I feel like that's what's really unique about Fort Worth is that there are a lot of people going out of their way to stay here and yeah. invest in the city. And I think that makes it really special. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I'm sold. And uh, yeah, so this is honestly like, this is what a t- typical conversation, basically what you guys are getting out of me and Jimmy is just an, a, a normal conversation that we did anyways, privately. And we just felt like surely there's other people who are about eight, one, seven, the way we are. And um, we just felt like, you know, we're always, talking about star telegram i feel like besides monica now you're the person i'm texting the most these days and, yeah. it's just like <laughs> news. and so uh, you know uh, we're really excited to provide you guys high quality content and just a unique perspective people who choose to be at fort worth and believe in fort worth and um a lot of our best friends i don't know who you say is your like you know true fort worthy and who's been here forever but you know i have a lot of friends who i'm, I'm super excited to get on the show who will provide yeah. unique perspectives uh and i'm kind of jealous of you know i think of of the people who i you know they've grown with the story of fort worth and it's like you know like man how cool is that you were like a part of this before it was as cool as it is today i mean because it's pretty cool already yeah for sure dope man well uh i think what we should do next just to kind of give you guys a perspective here is uh um what you kind of going to get on 817, all right? Like, what is all going to be about? Uh, how's it going to look? Uh, so, like, I think we should just dive into some news that we think is important today. So, it's it's August 7th, mm. all right? So, it's a Friday. The thick of the summer. <laughs> yeah. It's actually, has it, how you feel? Has it been that bad? Uh, I don't know. I feel we haven't had that many hundreds, like pure hundreds, exactly. but, but it's felt hot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We like, had- isolating was a lot easier in the spring when you could go outside for a little bit and shoot the basketball or do literally anything. But once it gets past like nine 30 AM, I'm inside for the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean like, uh, I would love to know your like COVID uh, response. I mean, me and you have been pretty uh, locked in. So like how, how long have you been home? Yeah. Uh, March 11th. Uh, I had, we're somewhere in the like, close to 150 day mark uh we left for about five days to have a baby at the end of june uh but that's basically (laughs) it i i think i can count on my hand the number of times that i've like gone somewhere and gotten out of my car to do something uh so it definitely feels like it's adding up, but at the same time, adding a baby into the mix definitely changes things. Uh, so maybe that was the fresh start we needed. Yeah, no, congrats, by the way. You Thanks. know, like I think that's, uh, you know, going through COVID, that could keep, keep your mind off of it, I feel. Yeah. Because uh, I feel like pre-COVID, I feel like it's so easy to just get, look at the news, especially as much as me and you are on Twitter or on the news. Like we're For sure. You get so much anxiety just hearing everything, the cases going up, mm-hmm. our school's going to open, our school's going to close, you got uh, elections and, uh, you know, you know, our feelings about Prop A and all that stuff. So I think, you know, there's just so much going on right now. Um, give me your, give me your pulse on that, actually. Give me your pulse on, like, how do you feel the, the climate of Fort Worth right now? And, and how would you explain it to people? Um, how, how do we see through it? Yeah, I don't, that's interesting. Uh it's maybe a little bit harder to get a pulse on things right now when you 
can't be out and about as much. Um, but our, our baby loves to sleep in the car. And so we drive around a lot and, uh, get to see all the new banners that say dining room open, dining room closed, call this number for (laughs) curbside. Uh, but I, I think we're really just in, a very divided place, which isn't yeah. uh, like shocking thing to say, yeah. but when the star telegram posts an article on Facebook about uh, the mask order being extended, you see all these people, all the anti mask maskers yeah. uh, coming out and railing against that. And uh, uh, yeah, it's just a, such a weird time for us to be this divided about science yeah 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 no totally and uh i think the big divide that i felt is when you saw the images at uh in uh weatherford you know mm, like yeah for I, sure i don't know your takes on that it's powerful to see uh you know like when you're on twitter uh for some people that are on TikTok, I'm I'm not a TikToker at this point, but you you think you, you think you think some of our people? I wonder how many percentage of people who who also like Fort Worth is also on TikTok. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> uh, but you you maybe see a, a little bit more of a progressive side if you stay off of Facebook. But to really be thrust into wow, like this is where Tarrant County still is. Like there is a large population of people that want to protect the confederacy yeah uh, that it's it's really motivating to to want to change that to want to just engage in conversations uh to try and fix that like yeah, it's not yeah. it's not about calling people names it's not about being polarizing it's about saying hey why do you not think that black lives matter yeah why do you want to protect this statue yeah uh, like let's actually engage on that instead of diving into you know calling people names on the internet and not getting anywhere with it yep 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 no i i think um fort worth yeah like you said is we're, we're polarizing and think when you look at the news one that's another reason why I felt like I felt called for us to do this show it is one, a, a lot of people don't read the news mm-hmm. uh, or just don't simply have the time, especially yeah. something like, I mean, I mean, you might have the time now, but even like, I'm such a believer of like, you know, paying for your news or like investing in some supporting local journalism. Uh, Cause there's a difference between a post and people who do it for a living and gone to school yep. to be journalists. And, you know, at, in these times you got to pay for that. And then it also alleviates though being clickbaited and, and ads that's sure. all focused on just getting your attention because their entire model is that because, because if the news is free, it's probably not a good thing. Yeah. And so, um, you know, for me, I just felt like I loved our context around how, what we were sending. And I, and I think me and you are very like, this is not about one side or the other. It's just very about like, how do we make sense of this so we can keep eight, one, seven, eight, one, seven. And For that sure. this doesn't, you know, cause you, it's crazy. You had the national news where you had the weather for Texas and the Confederate flags and protect my statues. But then we also were on the news when we had, you know, the, the black lives matter, you know, yeah. stuff on the street and sharing that from the aerial view. I think yeah. the BBC posted that on Instagram, you know? And yeah. so, and that's what that's what's weird about Fort Worth. It just depends what some what people are going to catch for sure. And uh, now uh, yesterday, the the TCU football team got to lead out in painting uh, 
and racism on campus leading out of the football field. Uh, I don't know if that's something I've seen any other college do at this point. And obviously that comes on the heels of uh, controversy around the team and what coach said, but still like they're, it, it appears that they're trying to do something about it. We'll see if that's just patronizing or not, but it appears that something is trying to be done. But I don't know if any other college has something like that on campus yet. I want to make this. We have 10 more minutes um, of this show. What I really want to make this is just kind of give you guys a preview. We're going to kind of have a little bit more, you know, headliners, what's going on, what titles. And then we're going to have some big stories that we're really going to want to go into and ideally also have some guests. And so we're going to have guests talk about things that are going on in Fort Worth that are important at that time. So we're going to make it our goal to keep up with the news, share you the fresh content every every week, and then as well as have hot guests that actually have experience or working in that field. So we get a, a unique perspective. And so um, we don't have a guest today. It's, it's introducing our, our lovely selves. And uh, what I, I want to do, though, is really want to start getting into like examples of how kind of stories we're going to talk about. So Jimmy, what is important to you right now? What is something you think 817 should know about something that caught your eye uh, Um, in in the news? As if COVID is not enough. West Nile is coming for (laughs) you. The mosquitoes are here and they are ready to destroy. We haven't had the killer wasps yet, but we've got the killer mosquitoes. Yo, straight up, bro. I'm not lying to you. I saw one of those wasps in my backyard. Oh, my. <laughs> Do not go in that backyard again. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the size of my dog. All right, I'm oh, telling you. Steak is big. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's crazy. I swear I saw one of those wasps, and I was, like, freaking stuff out. But, uh, you know, it's like, you know, I'm not super mosquito worried. Being Puerto Rican, like, I feel like we're mm. just, like, our bloodline is, like, natural, non uh, we got like natural offspring in our body or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I feel yeah. like for a uh, fair skinned person like myself, the mosquitoes love to eat us up. Yeah. Uh, our six week old really only falls asleep if we go outside on the porch, which uh, is pretty miserable this time of year. But even if we're out there for a few minutes, it's like, oh, we're getting bit now. <laughs> time to go inside. You're going to have to suck it up, little girl. <laughs> there you go. You got to show that tough love early. That's right. Uh, but another thing that's obviously caught our eyes is everything going down with Brahms and Whataburger. Uh Brahms seems like they handled the situation really well after it was uh, caught on video that a manager, I believe, uh, used a racial slur uh, to someone going through the drive through. Uh, Brahms responded to that pretty quickly, fired that person, issued an apology. Uh, but Whataburger uh, fired an employee for wearing a Black Lives Matter mask into work saying that the mask did not meet the requirement of being all black. Uh, But as people went to protest, they saw employees in other colored masks. Uh, And not only that, but they called the police to escort this employee off of the property, even though they had not shown that they were being violent or in any way needed that. Uh, well, the manager's still around. It doesn't seem like Whataburger's really on board with doing anything about that. But I know the protest groups have gone out to that location and uh, shut it down for like 12 hours or something. So, yeah, well, which one is it? Do you know which one? I think it's on Brentwood Stair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. It's like all black masks. Like, 
I think the mask said black lives. It literally had black on the word on it. Yeah. yeah I just all black. Look, it literally says black. Yeah. You know, so, um, no, you know, I don't know how you feel about that being, you know, I don't know if you're like, like most Texans, big Whataburger people. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, during college, like it's right next to campus. It's easy to go grab it. I think I've maybe eaten it once since then. So, oh, wow. Not a big thing to cut out of my life, but it's uh, it's definitely out of there. It's not an yeah. option anymore. Yeah, yeah. No, I think um, I'm a big Griff's guy. Actually, that's actually where I've been going. So mm-hmm. um, naturally pre all this. But no, I think uh, uh, the Brom stuff. Yeah, I saw he's an assistant manager. Uh, what looks like what happened is, you know, um, the family was staying, it was eating inside the restaurant. It was getting late. And assistant manager's like, hey, man, we're trying to go. He seemed like a young kid as well. Uh, so it seems like that's what started all. They didn't pick up their mess. Um, and so then it, he, but then he took it outside. He followed them to their car. And, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a hot topic. Um, and uh, it looks like Brahms, which is from Oklahoma. There's, mm-hmm. you know, Oklahoma's. Uh, doing something <laughs> handling <guess>. their business <laughs> <laughs> yeah handling their business uh so yeah um i think that's uh definitely uh no late night chocolate shakes at brahms or I, mean, I guess i could do that you know yeah they uh i think they had handled it well at least from my perspective and from the the voices that i follow it seems like they are happy with the response from brahms uh but it's just sad to to see twice in a week something like this pop up uh only a couple weeks after everything happened in weatherford uh it just really shows how prevalent that is uh across the country but especially in our area uh just how far the the fight has to go for equality for everyone yeah yeah no totally totally um which i think kind of to me a a big story on my end that i feel like I, i was looking through is uh, the Southwest Believers Convention. You oh, see that story? Man. I mean, to me, right, uh, you have 1,600 people go to Fort Worth Convention Center, um, Not no mask, uh, no no social distancing, um, rocking downtown. You know? Like, I don't know who controls the convention center, uh, but Judge Whitley is quoted in that article saying, oh, I wish they didn't do this, but... Like you could have just said that the convention center was closed and not doing large events like saying, oh, I wish this didn't happen, but not doing anything about it is gaslighting. (laughs) Like you are literally gaslighting our community (laughs) and saying, oh, this weekend of sixteen hundred people going to downtown businesses is more important than stopping the spread of covid in downtown Fort Worth. That's just classic. I feel What's hard with Texas is like the separation of church and state. This is not what it means. It doesn't mean like church can like, that means, oh yeah, we don't have to follow state rules. Like they, we don't, it don't, <laughs> like, it's separated fam. We get to do whatever we want. It means that we're not <laughs> ruled by a governing church. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it allows you to believe in whatever you want to believe. Yeah. Uh, and, and your government's not going to manipulate what you believe, but it doesn't mean, but like, you know, governor, uh, you know, you know, Abbott has the setup where the freedom to do that. And what's crazy to me is that when you look at the recommendations on like from a one through 10, what is the worst thing you could do for to get COVID is go to a church with 500 people yeah. or a bar or a concert. Like that was the top three. There's like, th- those are like, you shouldn't and, do. And two out of those three are <laughs> shut down right now. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I thought, you know, for me like that, that is an example 
of of what's going on in Fort Worth is we do great things and then we we do you know man why are you making us look old school or why do you why do you like you're really giving the Texas stereotype uh, to us right now yeah and I just think that's a common thing uh, and here's the thing though but I and that's the thing though I love Texas I, I I know we talk about living in other places but to me you know. I'm proud to be like, I'm a proud Texan. I always tell, like, I only want to live in Texas. And for me, I travel all the time. So being next to DFW is, is great. Um, you know, I love space. I love the cost of living. You know, I love, uh, the, the lack of high, high density and people on top of each other. Can you imagine not having a backyard, mm. You're like not having these things? Uh, uh, so that's my biggest fear when I look at the news and like, I don't, you know, I know me and you are super progressive, super, uh, you know, millennials, you know, doing millennial things. <laughs> but a part of me, as we break down the news, uh, as we kind of come to a close is there's a part of what I like about Texas that comes from the old school or from conservative views or yeah, traditional absolutely. Texas views that makes you like living where you live. And so I think there's just like this tenderness and, and care that, I, that I'm trying to be intentional with when it comes to judging or challenging or, you know, I don't want it to, I don't want to become Austin if, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, and, uh, one thing that we've talked about, uh, if you've seen the movie, the last black man in San Francisco, yeah. one of the best movies of the last decade, uh, there's a, a line in there where, uh, the main character, Jimmy fails is riding the bus and he's a San Francisco true native and he hears these two girls on the bus complaining about everything going on whether it's like people experiencing homelessness cost of living and he just looks at him and he's like you can't you can't say that you can't hate on san francisco you you can only hate on something like that if you love it and because yeah. he has poured his blood sweat and tears into that city there's so much more of a connection than these transplants that don't really have a connection to where the city has come from. Uh, and obviously we're both transplants, but we look at this city as home. We choose to live here and uh, we feel like any criticism or uh, areas for growth come out of a love and passion to see the city do better. Yeah. Yeah. I think you, I think you ended the show perfectly of what this whole uh thing's about man and uh that's coming from a guy who owns a movie theater people so if you haven't watched the last man in san francisco on amazon prime on amazon it double work look you did your cranberry and then you did your amazon <laughs> career still gotta pay tribute <laughs> gotta pay tribute to Bezos. <laughs> so yeah definitely uh, yeah it's a great movie and that was a, a great ending and uh super super excited to do this with you man yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to the next time. Yeah, we've got a lot of value to share and just a lot of uh, excitement for the city and, and, and some amazing guests coming up. So look forward to seeing you guys at the next episode of the 817 Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.